Okay, we can just dive. Uh... So Catherine, how was uh, your Valentine's Day? I heard you were part of a event today on Bigo. How'd that go? Yeah, it went great. I was part of a Valentine's Day auction. It's basically be mine. So whoever would gift me the most would win me for Valentine's. And that person is my Valentine. And for those who don't know what Bigo is, it's a live streaming platform where uh, users and hosts like Catherine um, can share live moments. Am I missing any, anything else regarding Bigo? No. <laughs> so in terms of Bigo, what, how did you learn, hear about it and learn about it? Okay, so it first start, like when I first started Bigo, it was around like September, October-ish. So for September, I literally just, um, explore the app because I didn't know what what it was about so my friend my really good childhood friend of mine uh, her name's Yella uh, she knows these th different type of apps and and she's like hey you know what for in order for you to expand your business why don't you try Beagle so I was like okay and then for me I've never been a live streamer I don't know how it works so I just downloaded the app and explore the app and then one day someone came to my stream who's my um, talent manager uh, and asked me if I want to audition to become a host and that's when she said oh you know by streaming online and this app you can actually get paid so that's how it started and you know ever since I've been on that app I met amazing people like and I've learned you know bits and pieces of how social media works for your business so what kind of stuff do you do in terms of for your for your streamers and for those who are following you so for my streamers, it's for entertainment use, right? So mm -hmm. um, my way of how I stream with my viewers is I talk to them, have a conversation with them about different things. And I and I think it's important being that type of app is to just make new friends and just be yourself. And you'll just, you know, know more about yourself, more about your viewers and connecting with people, you know, all over the world. So I think like with COVID especially, a lot of people are missing that connection with people. And they, they, they want that connection. They want to, you know, to be kind of seen and everything. Have yeah. there been situations where it was kind of hard to engage with them or did it just come naturally to you? So I actually have those days where, because for Vigo as a host, you need to have um, certain hours for the month in order to reach certain tiers or goals on the app, right? So when I'm drained because I have a full-time job, I come home from work and then I have to get my hours done. I do feel that there are times that I don't want to socialize. So I try myself, you know, to have um, self-care where I tell myself, okay, you know what? Um, I don't need to stream this much. So maybe because um, I'm tired, like I don't want to be that person where I'm streaming and you're like, you know, multitasking all the time and you're not really engaging with your viewers, you know, and People like it when you have interesting conversations and I want to be that bubbly Catherine when I go live, right? I don't want to be like, you know, just sitting there doing nothing or I'm on my phone or laptop while I'm streaming. So if you were to do a type of stream, right? How would you start off? Like what's the first line you'd say when you go live? Um, I just want an idea because I want to do a, I want to do a simulation so we can understand what it's like to stream with Catherine. Um, Cause you know, you, I, I think on, um, Bigo, you can also have multiple people on at the same time so we could like simulate that right now for the people listening so they can understand what it's like to stream like with you as Catherine, right? So what's the yeah. first line? So let's go. 
people, usually as soon as people enter the app, I'll be like, I'll say their name. So for example, um, hey, Sam, hey, Alex, how's it going? Welcome to my live. You know, I ask them how their day is. What, what's up, guys? What have you guys been up to? And then they, and then that's when they say hi to me. And then they, they say, what have you been up to? And then I share my, you know, my day. And that's how it starts off with a conversation. You know, people just like to chill on streams, which I find very entertaining because there are other hosts as well that I do visit who are my friends where I just talk to them. Sometimes I go up on them on their video or I just type when I talk to them. So, Catherine, you seem very engaging and confident. Was this... Was it always like that? Or was there like kind of a time like when you were young, you're like, hey, like I'm a little too quiet. Maybe I should, you know, be a little bit more outgoing or be a little bit more extroverted. It took time for myself to actually get comfortable on social media, putting myself out there as an entrepreneur and an influencer. Back then, I was kind of hesitant to do that because I was really afraid of what people would think. Um, I was afraid to be judged. Um, so for me, I just had to have that, you know, mindset where, okay, you know what, if I'm just going to beat around the bush or I'm going to doubt myself, I wouldn't really know unless I try those kind of setbacks. It's like, it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable in a way. Like if you're uncomfortable with something, it means it's part of growth. Right. And if you like, you know, start accepting things where you deal with certain situations, I think, um, that's when you know you're ready to do certain things. Define define an uncomfortable situation because I know we all have different levels of comfortability or like levels of comfort. That's a word. Levels of comfort. That's a real word that we want to have in our lives. But then how do you break that barrier to be uncomfortable? What do you tell yourself? Like, what do you tell the thoughts going through your brain when you don't want to do something that makes you uncomfortable? There are different scenarios, like, you know, circumstances where like I have like days where I self-reflect and I think of the worst case scenario when it comes to certain situations, right? But the thing is, I always tell myself, okay, if I don't do this, I'll never know, you know? Like, like I should have that mindset where, yeah, at the end, yeah, people will judge you and people will say things about you. But at the same time, I think it's important to focus on people who would make you feel more confident and more secured in a way that they give you that positive energy to actually feel comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. So I really am like, oh no, I was just saying that like, I'm actually thankful that, you know, I have family, friends who've been so supportive with me through this journey when I decided to become an entrepreneur. I guess people are even surprised. Since when did you start your own business or since when did you stream a lot, you know? Since when were you putting yourself out there on Instagram? You so people started, people started talking to you the moment you started succeeding. So do you ever have like these thoughts? Cause like, I know I've had these thoughts where someone's talking to me because they want something from me. Or do you always have like this mindset where you're like, oh, I think that people are going to talk to me because I have their own goodwill. So sometimes when people start to succeed in life, right? Yeah. People might come and talk to you because they want something from you because you're at a certain level of your life and they're not. Do you always think that people that have to like, like reach out, especially when you referenced earlier, like, hey, uh, I didn't know when you started your own business, like when you've been streaming, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Do you think that it comes from a place of pure support or do you think some people always want something from you? So when I think about that, I will always go down to this core where I tell myself, I trust my intuition. You know, I trust my intuition if someone has good intentions towards me or I can feel that this person is using me. And I'm not like right now, I don't think I'm, I made it big yet or ever will. 
because you will. You will. I believe in you. Oh, thank you, you, Johnson. Yeah, like there are times when I think that if one day, you know, I really become successful in that aspect of my life, I will always remember the, the, the ones who were there for me, who were supportive of me in the very, very, very beginning. You know, at the end of the day, it's like you would know who's there for you through good days and bad days, right? So I like, for example, on Beagle, it's, of course I have like, you know, when I engage in my viewers, I want to have a bubbly personality. I'd love to talk to them. But at the same time, I told myself, no, I also need to show them my vulnerable side that I do have my bad days. And that's what I know. These are like genuine supporters, you know, genuine friends who like, you know, who are concerned about your feelings. And in that case, like I would never forget the ones who supported me in the very beginning of my journey. I think that's very important to like, to be able to be genuine, to have people who like yeah. support you, because I think you have to be open-minded about things and to not let what other people are saying like affect us or, you know, when you go on Bigo, because I think once you think it's impossible or once you think, or having start having doubts, I think it's already kind of, it makes it a really big like uphill battle um, in order to succeed. So I think, I think you have a really good mindset in, where, in which you don't let things affect you too much and you don't take it too personally. And if it does kind of affect you a little bit, you kind of realize what kind of works and doesn't. And then sometimes even if you feel like giving up, I think you have the heart and will to kind of just keep on going. It seems like you have that like drive to succeed. So what happens when you have fake friends? Because I know that we've all experienced fake friends here. Um, and, and, and it's like we're in high school because like, you know, there are days when you meet people and you're like, wow, I really don't vibe with this person but that person keeps hitting me up um, and you don't feel like they're the best benefit to your life. So how do, you, how, do you, how do you know and how do you figure out how to even like maneuver this relationship? Because I know a lot of us, we try to like be people pleasers, right? And we don't want to hurt people. So and how do you experience that? Right? Yeah. Exactly. So what do you do? Like, we, you know, at the end of the day, you would want to kind of persuade people to like you or just basically be a people pleaser. So, you know, I think... I'm like that here and there where I want to please people. Cause I, cause for me, like I like to make people genuinely happy. You know, it's not because I'm trying to prove a point, but more like, you know what, I'm doing this because I want you to be happy. That's when I know I care about someone. And when it comes to fake friends, I think it was a, uh, it's a, an experience for everybody where if you're going through something, they wouldn't understand they like i have friends now that i'm so grateful that when i'm going through something they understand when i need that space you know they're not they don't make me feel guilty in a way like oh you haven't spoken to me for two to three two or three days you know i'm mad at you you know and you know some people are like that they're kind of petty i i did have friends that i've lost you know but at the same time i told myself you know what it's actually a lesson that you know, I I I, I encountered that friend. So what was, the, what was the biggest lesson? Okay, let's be real here. We're adults. We're human beings. We like to gossip here and there, but this ain't high school. I'm so sorry. Like not to have any beef with anybody. Like I do talk to my close friends about people, but it's not something where like it's a it's an ongoing topic. You know, it's just like, hey, do you know so and so did this? Period. That's it. And then we talk about more of our goals, more of the good things that are happening in our life, right? But if I feel that a constant friend would just keep complaining about another person and putting that person down, and all they want to hear is gossip about several people, that's what I know that it's a 
toxic friendship. And I don't like that. So you kind of mentioned about like goals and everything. What yeah. do you, do you have any plans on what to do with the community that you have built around Bigo? At the end of the day, I think the reason why I'm on Bigo is because I'm a host as well as me, you know, venturing out, meeting different people, making new friends. Um, I think it's, you know, it's something where I want to build a community where you can be yourself, you know, like I want people to know that it's okay to be upset and there are days that are happy. And that's so important building that good relationship with your viewers that, you know, at the end of the day, you have, like you care about them, you know, like, for example, like I had a viewer like two or three days ago, he told me, Catherine, I'm feeling bad because my girlfriend broke up with me. And I said, okay, why, why, why did she break up with you? Oh, because, um, what's this? He's like, oh, cause he, um, she likes someone else. And I'm like, you know what? Think of it as a blessing because you don't want to waste your time with somebody who's not investing in you. And it really like, you know, give him, gave him that insight. You're right. And then other people in the comments down below were saying, yeah, you know, it's not your loss. It's her loss. You know, like if he, if she mistreated you, then there's no point of being in the relationship. You're wasting your time. So yeah, like giving advice here and there to people because you care about them. It kind of changes their per perspective about um, negative situations that you can kind of turn around. Oh, you want me to say something? Okay. I was waiting. I was waiting for Johnson to follow up on that. And I was like, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I no, I was like, I was, was, was going to say something. I, I, I want to say those. I was looking at his screen and he was looking at my screen and I was like, oh, he definitely wants me to say something right now. Um, but I do have a follow up to that story though. I definitely do. And so when that viewer was asking for advice and asking for, you know, com some con con like Comfort. help, he wanted help, right? Um, yeah. and, and, and what's the word? And, and advice. That's like a way of you engaging with your audience, right? But yeah. are there other ways you've engaged with your audience like outside of, outside of Bigo? I'm just curious because I feel like you're building a community around you as the personality of Catherine Raagas. And th there's more than just it's going to be more than just Beagle eventually, right? So do you have any plans on like what can happen in the future once you like really, you know, build the following or anything like that, you know? In the near future, I'm still venturing out, you know, my plans on online. Um, as of right now, um, I, I want to do things that I'm passionate about. So besides Beagle, me talking to my viewers, I love fashion. Um, I love health and beauty. Um, so this is why I, I'm part of... Uh, a marketing company which is called Atomy and it's basically like a fun way to promote certain products that you like and actually earn money from it so I actually want to focus on that as well so that I can help other people who would be interested to become young so if you had to describe the debate in your head spending more time like whether it's like on Bigo or on YouTube or you know on Atomy how would you describe it? Like, what made you like, all right, because I work full-time, you know, as an educator, yeah. how do you divvy up your time to these different kind of um, hobbies and interests that you want to kind of explore? I'm not going to lie. Like, last week, I did have a burnout with everything. Imagine working a full-time job, handling anime, and I haven't been working on YouTube, and I've been doing a lot of Beagle. And aside these side hustles, I have personal things that I deal with, right? Um, when that happens, that's when I tell myself, okay, something's off balance. I think I have to go back to a certain routine 
and have better time management so that I can get back to alignment of what I'm supposed to be doing. So then what's the latest you sleep? Because I feel like there are a lot of things you do. How do you create the balance? What's your routine? How do you even figure out what goes first? Okay, so when I work from Monday to Friday, it's either I'm opening mid shift or closing, right? I have a closing shift. Um, so for me, honestly, having about six to seven hours of sleep, I'm pretty good. But before going to bed, um, I would usually sleep around 11 p.m., depending on what I'm doing. And I count like, okay, at least I have this time like of sleep. So and then that's when I put my alarm on. And then when I get up, I always have the same routine where I don't eat breakfast. I just drink coffee and then I eat brunch around 1130 at work. So it varies. What's like the worst thing that happened to you while you were like teaching or on these different shifts? Um, like or it could be good things too. Like maybe have good things that happen while you're teaching. Oh, wow. I love these kids. So I work with preschoolers and what I love about them, they're very smart. They're very bubbly. And as soon as I enter the classroom, they say, Kevin! And then they like hug my leg and like, it, it makes my morning, you know, like, and I say how they're doing. So, and so, um, you know, what have you been doing today? How was your weekend? You know, I like having conversations with these kids. And it's one of the highlights of my day where, you know, especially when I'm, I'm, I'm away, it's like, it, it brings me joy when a kid would ask a teacher where I am and when I'm coming back. Because it's like they look forward to seeing you, you know, and it feels good that you're doing your job right and you're fulfilling them, you know, in a way that makes them happy. I don't know if, you, have you seen that video of like a Chinese school teacher, I think in China, like before he enters, gets ready and like he smiles before he enters. Do you kind of like do that too to kind of bring a happy vibe? Even if yeah. I know you said earlier, like you kind of had a burnout last week. Do you kind of like prepare yourself like, all right. I got to, you know, teach these kids. I want to come off as very, you know, happy because if they see me in a kind of not really negative, but just kind of sad way, it might affect their studies. Do you kind of like prepare yourself before you like enter the room and see these kids? Yeah. So I ha I can't show that I'm sad because it'll make them sad. You know, it, honestly, I feel like the teachers in the room gives the energy of the classroom environment. So I think even if I have personal problems at home or anywhere else, as soon as I enter that room, I try to show that happy smile, you know, happy face. And the beauty of me being at work, being with children, I forget my problems. I forget my personal problems because I'm actually focused on them. And I, you know, it's like a little escape for me. This, this is why like, you know, I enjoy my job and I love kids. So growing up, like I heard from Gio, he told me that you interned and lived at his place for a couple of months. Did you always know that you wanted to be a teacher? Yeah, I actually did. And you know what? That was a really great experience for me to take that internship. Although I did not get the position I wanted in that school where Gio went to, um, I was sad. But at the end of the day, I learned a lot from that like um, internship, that short period of time. How long was it again? And it was three months. Okay. And also it's their loss. It's okay. You're better off now than you were. Um, <laughs> I was really sad. You know, I really cried when I got, when I got rejected and I, I just felt like, you know, I was a failure, you know, at that time. And, you know, for me, I used to be so miserable that when I, but when I look at it now, I'm just like, you know what, at least I'm here in Canada 
And with everything that's been happening with this pandemic, and I'm so grateful that I'm working in a, one of the best companies in Canada. So for me, it's more of like a bonus for me to gain that experience that I, I can apply my knowledge here now and think of it as a blessing in disguise. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask from that rejection, what did you learn and how did you get over that re- rejection? Because like, I would probably be like kind of sad for a few days and then eventually I'll be like, all right, you know what? It's their loss. Now we got to go keep on moving forward. Like, how did you get over it? How, what did you learn from it? When I found out that another person got that position for that one year internship, I was really sad. Like, I think it took me for a couple of months to get over it. But what taught me was I think the reason why I didn't get that is because I didn't have the license to teach. Mm. And I had to go back to school for that. So that failure taught me, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time to go back to school again to get my license to teach. And it pushed me, you know, because I think without that experience taught me, like, for example, if I got that internship, but I don't have that teaching experience, I think I would have not like not have that um experience where i would feel like i don't know what i'm doing in my job you know i feel like when i came back to school i'm like oh thank god i like you know i went back to school because i didn't know about this i didn't know this about children i don't know how lesson plan plans work and everything so imagine me accepting that position and i was thrown into that role and i had no idea i was doing i think now when i think about in the long run I told myself, you know what? It's a good thing that happened. At least now I know I have the background of education to actually like apply it here at work in Canada. What are some of your plans for education? Do you want to keep on staying in the field or do you, do you, are you thinking of maybe becoming a full on influencer? So for me, that was my, uh, I was kind of, I, I kind of, ha- I was, I felt stagnant. So I told you guys last week, right? I was, I had a burnout. And, you know, being an ECE is, is very draining. Like, you know, it's fun working with children, but at the same time, you also want to do your own thing, right? But I think it's because we see these people online and you're so inspired to be like a full-time entrepreneur, influencer online. But I feel like I need to have that stability first uh, with my full-time job and actually work my way up in the in my career where I want to become a supervisor one day um and I think I I'm just thinking of you know me being an influencer online or entrepreneur online it's more like a side hustle that will eventually become like you know more of like my main income eventually like you know five years down the road right so so they're like levels that you want to hit. So you're at level like three right now. And then when you hit like level 10, which is like full time, you'll know that it's time to move on from maybe teaching and go into like full on like social media entrepreneurship, um, like building a business on the side that has to like level up, right? So then there's supervising job, right? Once you hit that level and you're stable, um, are you like just looking to throw all your savings like into a bank account and then like live off those and then transition into like a full on um, like social media, like entrepreneurship type thing, or is that like, um, like, is that realistic to say like that's what you would like to do? So, Gio, I think it runs in the family. I think, um, you know what? We're so thankful. I'm so grateful to have, you know, our parents, especially your parents too, where they taught us the value of money when it comes to investing in properties 
in the long run. So growing up, like I would see your dad, I would see um, your mom, my parents, you know, investing in properties in the Philippines and here as well. So I told myself, you know what, like, you know, buying properties is actually a good investment. So I'm not entirely focusing on, you know, just earning income online, more of like investing in like, like properties in, in the future. So that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. So you want to have like, those are like your super long-term investments. And like, yeah. John can totally speak to this. He's a real estate broker. Yeah, um, I was going to say, that's a that's that a very smart thing. smart thing to do. Like have your full-time job, but also have that passive income. Because once you're able to save up enough, you know, money for like, say a down payment, you purchase the house, if you had to do some renovations to it, and then you rent it out, you're just having, while you're working everything, and while you're sleeping, you're making money. And you're I think that's... Money. Exactly. Yeah. And it's nice to like get to a point where, you know, you can move on from your supervising, you can do influence and in your influencing gig and then have that passive income, which funnel into more of your dreams and everything as well. That's true, Johnson. Because the thing is, I like I see a lot of risk takers like, you know, you do you, you know, on social media, but I'm not going to drop my full time job. And there's no guarantee that I will, you know, become successful as an influencer, because think about it. There are so many people online. Um, there's so many people where they're trying to find income. And you know what? The sad part about in- being an influencer online the reality of this, it's like, you don't even know if they're actually living the perfect lives. You know, like I've read this article about this girl. She kept showing her designer bags and everything, but she's in like credit card debt. She's like in love. She goes to luxury vacations. Do you guys know about that girl? I, I don't. I haven't Not heard exactly. this But I've heard many other people that are like that, where like yeah, they rent the cars. A lie, which is so yeah. sad. Like, you know, like, don't you want to be that person who's actually genuine to your followers and say, like, I even tell my followers sometimes, I'll be like, hey guys, like, I finished my budget for food t- this week. <laughs> like, I tell people that. I'm like, you know, I'm just myself. I'm not going to tell everyone, hey guys, I'm so rich. I'm living the perfect life, mm-hmm. the perfect, you know, um, job. And no, you shouldn't project yourself like that on social media. Yeah, because everyone can sniff out the the lies, right? The bullshit. Um, yeah, they can sniff out the lies and the bullshit and everything because, yep. yeah, as, as we were saying yeah. earlier, there are people that are online that do have, like, these fake personas. Uh, and a lot of those people, like, they rent the cars, they rent the houses, like, all the videos they do, they, That's like… The reality. Exactly. Yeah. They, like, they, like, fix the reality to make it look like they're succeeding uh, just to sell a course. I don't want to say any names. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, say it, just say it. Just burn it. I'm not say gonna it. say names. I'm kidding. I like calling out people. There's so many people I just called out without even saying their names, so it doesn't matter. Um, like on TikTok, I'm like, yeah, sure, girl, you flexing, but I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. Like, come on. Like it's like you want probably- inspiration to people. You don't want people to like you know, just drool on your like on your news feed, like you having all these glamorous things, but are you actually adding value to your like followers like mm-hmm. no you're like living a lie you're not being genuine right yeah so. so wait so how do these people actually like fake it or like do they just are they just like in so much debt because they buy these all these stuff but they're not actually getting the income yeah there's okay so i'm not gonna call out people <laughs> talk but apparently there are a lot of girls who try to like look rich with mm-hmm. designer bags jewelry and then they don't have anything in their bank account which is so so with that being said do you think that's like a bad rep of influencers i don't know if it's 
a, a generational thing, but mm-hmm. I just feel like it's like a trend, you know, that, you know, kind of like certain trends that people try to follow, like, oh, the late, the latest Louis Vuitton bag, you know, since that person has it, I'm going to buy it too. I don't care if I have, you know, if I'm in debt, I'm still going to buy that purse. And I don't think that's a good mindset because mm-hmm. like there are times when I go shopping and I always say, do I really want this bag or do I want to own a property one day? Like I always have to have like that self-reflection, you know, <laughs> to think. So then how do you justify expensive purchases? Um, because for example, when I buy, when you buy a nice thing, right? You're like, oh, it's because I want to flex on my friends and show them I'm successful. Um, but that's not- No, really but sometimes, I- sometimes you just want to feel good, you know? Yeah, I know. I but think, like, I at the same that- time, how do you justify that, right? You have to justify it in your brain that you're not trying to flex on your friends right? And that it's not for the external validation. So what do you tell yourself when you want to get something nice? I'm just curious. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I do like nice things, but at the same no, time, yeah. Okay. Geo likes nice stuff too. Okay. I know Johnson for sure as well. We all do. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, these things are just temporary. Right. And when people ask me, for example, um, my favorite store, right? Um, oh, how do you get so many clothes from that store? And I told, tell them, guys, I got it on discount. Like, because I, I have a friend who's a manager there who gave me the discount. That's why I can buy it, right? Or, you know, stuff like that little. And you know what? I think it's really important to just build connections, not because you want to get discounts or whatever, because you have no idea who you'll ever meet one day. Like you would know, like you're just being friends with them. And then all of a sudden you, you don't know their, their, their owner of like a golf course or something like that. And they invite you over those type of scenarios. Or when you go to the movies, you like, you know, start talking to the, the cashier person and you make friends. And every time you come there be like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? How was your day? One time I did that before we had this pandemic. It's like I had this, um, I made friends before where I would just come to the counter and just buy the tickets and I'd be like, oh, Michael, how's everything, you know? And then one day you just gave me free passes. Hey, connections. (laughs) Yeah, like scenarios. And I get free food too. Like it's because I don't expect, you know, it just comes to me because I think if you're genuine to people and you like, you're nice, you're going to just get blessings, you know, and just flow to you, you know, that's how I think about it. So. No, I think I totally believe in karma. It's like, if you do good things, if you, if your actions, if your actions are genuine and like, you know, you're not trying to get something out of everything, because I feel like some people think like a relationship, you have to get something. You don't. It's just, sometimes it's just, you generally care about the other person and you just want to see them, you know, do well, be happy. Exactly. Yeah. Right, Gio? Yeah, no, there are a lot of people that, well, you know, of course, man, you have to be in, you have to help everyone. Everyone, everyone's here to help each other. Like, now are listening to this right now are not offended. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if they were, they'd be like, these people just trying to manipulate me, very being nice to me. I'm like, no, we're just trying to like actually talk we're to you. We're just setting facts mm. here, you know, yeah, the reality. exactly. And it's no, like. We're not going to put out like perfect content of like perfect lives. Yeah. That's the reality. No one is perfect. And like you were saying, a lot of influencers are faking. Mm-hmm their lives on the, on the internet and on Instagram and on everything, right? It's all over YouTube. It's all over Facebook. And just to have the knowledge to know that social media isn't reality is a very big lesson. I think that we've like, we've like graphed right now, right? Is that the picture you see on the Instagram, on Facebook and on TikTok, these aren't 
real. It's not real per se because it's like the best you that you have to put out there, right? Like for example, for like this video, I had to like put a, shirt, a real good a good shirt on. I can't wear a tank top and a and the headset and my and my glasses. I have to like actually put something Be on. Presentable. Look presentable. Yeah, I look presentable. Yeah. Exactly. Like we all look really good right now. And you also just came from your hosting, which is why you're like you look really good too. Yeah, that's why I, like, I look too glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So they're, they're always like these like realities we kind of have to like pitch, but then making sure your audience knows that, hey guys, this isn't always who I am, but this is the best I can give you. I think that's what's helped you grow, right? Because you're yeah. genuine and you're real. So along with being the lines of being genuine to, genuine to your um, followers and everything, if there is someone per se, like our listener or viewer, what is some tips that you would want to give someone who's thinking about becoming an influencer who wants to have more of a bigger presence on social media, influencing like um, the public, not just like their friends? I think um, it's important to have that mindset that you have to be mentally, emotionally, and physically prepared for, um, for, for um, how do I say this, for a position like that in your life where you, or a social media influencer or a public figure mm-hmm. is to just, you know, try to build that confidence because you know what? I'm still working on my confidence because there are times I do feel anxious. I'm not good in public speaking, but at the same time I told myself, you know what? Practice will help me, you know? And if I'm consistent streaming every single day online, you know, I'll have more of that confidence and of me being more comfortable to talk to my viewers. And that's how, like, I, you know, kind of adapted to that mindset that, hey, you know what, this is just a day me talking to a bunch of people, like, you know, but at their times I still get nervous. I know you said sometimes you feel like anxious and sometimes you have to slowly practice to build your confidence. Do you have, like, say, per se, a team or a group of people who kind of help you out with this? So I actually, you know, am so happy to have people around me who really want, you know, for me to succeed. My, my, my family, like my parents. And um, I want to thank my boss who's like, you know, she's so amazing. She's so nice and very supportive. Um, she knows that I've been going through a lot of like doubt with myself. And at the same time, like I'm scared to jump into something new like a new opportunity to actually step up with my career. And she suggested that, you know, why don't you attend this next level training course? You know, I think it's really going to help because it, because it has helped a lot of people build their confidence and actually find themselves to realize what they really want in their life. And I was kind of hesitant to do it because I felt like, okay, it makes me feel that I don't know what I'm doing, but I do want to change, you know, I want to grow. So you know, I was even surprised because I was having a bad week last week and I told my mom about it. And she's like, you know, I really want you to succeed, Karen, because you work really hard and I don't want you to stay stagnant in your career. So I would like to pay the course for you, for you to grow. And I'm so happy to have parents like that, you know, who would like support you for your well-being. But did you do the course already? Like, what was the result? No, not yet. Not yet, okay. It's next month and I'm actually expecting because I feel like it's going to help me kind of break down the things that I want in my life and the things that I should work on. Because sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we would, we would, like, I know what I want, but there, there's like, I'm trying to dig deep into my core where I'm trying to figure out, 
okay, what is it I actually want? You know, am I saying that I want to be an entrepreneur because I see people online? Or am I scared to become a supervisor one day because I'm afraid of what people think about me? So I think that course will actually help me kind of have a breakthrough where I tell myself, oh yeah, this is what I really want. Oh yeah, this is the type of people I want to be around with. So, yeah. What's the course, if you don't mind me asking? Next Level Trainings. What does I can that send mean? you the link. It's interesting. There are good reviews about it. It's so, so can, can anyone take it? Oh, yeah, anybody, anybody. Ooh. Like, what do they do? Like, do they like make you like write down your deepest, darkest thoughts and what, like, what is, what is it? Like, what is, what, what is so it? So I have no idea, but apparently uh, my boss said uh, it's a game changer. Like, you know, several people, you know, have done the course with her and she told me that it changes their people's lives in that sense where, you know how like you're so stuck in the rut for years. And then once you dig in, they dive, like you dig into this core of yours in your mind and, and your heart, you'll figure out what you actually want for yourself. And I think I need something like that, you know, like a wake up call. Mm. Wait, so is this similar to like a Tony Robbins like course? Oh yeah. Or is it just like a, or is it like. That, that reminds me, that reminded me too of that. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Like, right? Um, no, like, yeah. Like a life purpose code. Like we did this for work. We did like a life purpose um, seminar and like on yeah. my whiteboard over there, like it, I write my life purpose every day. So when I wake up right there, I look up and I see it like right there. Um, oh, nice. on, a, on Spotify right now, basically there's a right whiteboard behind me next to my door that has my life purpose and they helped us like figure it out. Oh, that's um, nice. Is it like a, you have to like, is it like a mindset type of thing? Like, I don't know if you don't, and I know we're like keeping, go, go, keep going on this yeah. stuff, but it's like, we really <laughs> yeah. want to know. That's why we keep asking. Okay, so, uh, I'm taking the course next month. I'll tell you guys how it go, how, you know, how it'll go. Um, but I, I will, I think that the, the courses would run in two months. And then there are four classes, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the following month, it's the same thing as well. But in between those timings, um, you actually have your one-on-one -on -one life coach who would like try to talk to you, have a one-on-one -on -one session for you, like, you know, for like an hour and talk about certain things about your life. Oh, it sounds like Anna, like what Anna did. Yeah, manifestation one our, coach. One of, our, uh, one of our past guests was a manifestation and life coach. Um, right. And she taught us a lot about like thinking and manifesting in your life to make it come true. Um, i.e. the whiteboard on my wall. Um, so hopefully you learn something from that and you learn something new and then you can teach that to the rest of the people in your life. And you're able to like actually like get out of that like rut that you said that you had like last week and like you don't have to have that happen like more and more. Um, but that reminds me of, you know, journaling. Like do you have a journal that you keep and you like write down oh, yeah. things and things like that? I do, but I kind of like, you know, so like I think journaling helps a lot where um, I used to ha have a lot of anxieties and everything. And when I'm having like a bad day, I'm, I just express my emotions by writing it down. Um, and the thing, the crazy thing about um, the law of attraction and manifestations, it actually works. It, it works because I remember I wrote 10, like my 10 goals for like five years down the road. So when I look back at that journal, I was like, wow, I accomplished all these things already. Like, I can't believe without me knowing I already accomplished those things, you know? And I think writing them down gives you that motivation and drive to actually make those, you know, manifestations or dreams come true for yourself. 
What were some of those uh, dreams that you were able to accomplish? So I said I wanted to become a preschool teacher, a full-time preschool teacher, and then I got that job. Hey. And then I, I also manifested my dream car. Um, yeah, I, I honestly told, I honestly said it to myself, like, I just want a white car with um, a panoramic moon roof, leather seats, and has a navigation system. And I got it. I was like, wow, I can't believe I got it. <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised myself because I, I kept repeating that too for myself. It's like, once I get a full-time job, I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to get this car. And yeah, writing it down, like you remind yourself every single day, like, you know, just keep going, just keep going. And going to different countries, you know, I, I wanted to um, go to the Philippines. I wanted to go to um, Europe, you know. And writing it down, honestly, guys, I cannot wait for this pandemic to end so that we can, like, just travel around. Um, it really helps. Yeah, you got to you gotta come visit uh, New York City once 100%. the pandemic is a little bit better. You guys. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw you. So... We'll see. Two, when the next two years, two or three years. I think it's been it's been three years. I remember visiting you in New York three years ago. No, that's four now. Twenty seventeen. <gasps> um, oh so it's been a long time, and so this like begs the question too. It's like you have like bonds with people that you meet in your life, right? And then I know we messaged, we talked about this before, uh, Johnson. It's like you have like unbreakable bonds with these people in your lives that you just see them, and it's almost like you just saw them yesterday um what do you think builds that like i'm curious because we are trying to figure out life to you you're trying to figure out life um yes. and we talked about fake friends earlier but how do you define your like real 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 friends so if i can like give that definition when it comes to real friends i think if you guys have that trust and that communication that no matter what you know you're your friendship will last a lifetime, you know? And growing up, I have accepted the fact that people come and go. It's either they're a lesson or a blessing. Um, and, you know, sometimes when things don't work out between you and that person, you know, I guess it's just a sign saying there are better people out there that you can be compatible with or you can be friends with. And you're saying lesson, you're saying that people can be either a lesson or a blessing, right? Yeah. And that, that means that you just basically take the bad things that have happened or the bad friendships and those have become lesson. lessons yeah. to you. To not do those things yeah. again. Or like to not repeat the <laughs> mistakes that happened, right? Damn. That's a really good way to put it. That should be in a book. You got a quarter on that. We got you're a quarter. Either, you're, you're either a lesson. You're either a lesson or a blessing in my life. <laughs> like that's, 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 a, that's such a good thing. Like, there are people in your life where... Um, when I'm going through something and then they're there for me, I'm like, wow, you guys are, you guys are I'm so grateful, you know? And I, I believe that um, positive energy is equal to positive energy. If you're negative, you're negative, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel that sometimes you would know a person's toxic in your life if they're not adding value to you and they bring you down in a way that makes you feel miserable about yourself, you know? I've had like, you know, this friend of mine who would like, say things about other people and that that person's not doing anything. And I'm like thinking, yo, don't, don't you have a, like, don't you have your own life to live instead of criticizing people or putting people down, focus on yourself. Like there's no time to like make people feel bad just because you got nothing else interesting in your life. Right. 
Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people like hide behind their screens these days. Like for example, me and Geo, like our second episode or third episode, someone called us like Warcraft nerds, and we were just like, "All right, <laughs> okay, like we All can right, take that." Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, bye, Felicia. You know, just move on bye. and keep on going. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my energy on you. Exactly. But, but you know, I'm not gonna lie. I do have feelings, right? Where I do feel bad when someone calls me ugly or I'm a loser, and I'm just like, okay, well, bye. And I just kick, and then my admins just kick them out. But after I end my live, I'm like, thinking, oh my gosh, somebody called me ugly today. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, if someone does do that, kick them out. Or I think you just mentioned like you have admins who just yeah, automatically kick them out. Kicks out. Oh. Yeah. Do you do you pay them? <laughs> They volunteer or I ask them if they want to be my admin. So I usually have eight to nine admins. So whoever's online is are my admins. Um, so they basically kick out the ones who are disrespectful. They call me pet names. And I don't want to be called pet names. People Wait, like what kind of pet name? What's a pet name? <laughs> yeah, what's a pet name? I when guys hey, their baby. I'm like, you're not my baby. Like, why call me baby? And I tell them, like, I'm not... You know, I don't have an OnlyFans, so I I don't think you should call me the baby. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm like, you do you because honestly, for some girls, it's fine. They don't mind being called baby. Let them be, right? But like for me, I get so uncomfortable when a guy calls baby or babe or honey. It's just like, you're not my boyfriend. Don't call me that. My guy friends respect me. They don't say that to me. Mm-hmm. That's super like beta. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. Um, yeah, don't know how I feel about that type of stuff. So it's like very yeah. much like there's no, where is your respect coming from? If you can't give the respect out properly, right? Exactly. That's the thing. I like for girls, I have nothing against that. Okay, girls, you do you. But for me personally, I don't like to be called babe when you're not my significant other. I'm so sorry. So talking about significant other, what do you think about you know dating? What, are, what what's your perspective on female dating? Female dating, like how um, finding the right person or being with that person. I guess like to you, um, what's like? What do you look for? Oh, and also, do you think it's easier for women to find partners or is it easier for men to find partners? I think it's easier for women to find partners because, like, the woman usually makes a decision most of the time. I'm not gender biased here. I'm just saying based on, like, what I've been seeing mm-hmm. in the dating scene of how things work, you know. Because a girl has an upper hand where they say, okay, well, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And they stop, you know, they stop flirting with you or they stop courting you, right? So I know. It's very much like a learning experience for everyone, right? Um, Because you have to like figure out what you want in a partner and what they want. And like being able to figure out if you're on the same page with things, right? And so that like begs the question because, you know, you're a teacher, you're also a streaming host and you're also, you know, you also like do other things too. Um, How do you make sure that like you're on the same page with your partner and stuff like that? Like, do you have like a set like goal in mind that happens when you do start dating someone or when you do have a significant other, like how do you end up on the same page? Like, do you have a template for that? Cause you're going to be doing a lot of things, right? And it, yeah. it might get in the way. That's true. Well, from my dating experience, like I've had to learn the hard way because I've been hurt before. I think we all did, you know, we've been hurt by, you know, our significant others and, you know, that lesson should tell you, okay, 
you need to love yourself more. And for me, self-love is so important. And sometimes when you know you're out of alignment where you don't really love yourself, that's when you kind of give most of your time and energy towards your partner. And codependency is not good. So when usually if I like, if I'm actually interested in somebody, I already set my expectations. You know, I I'm not going to beat around the bush and say, oh yeah, you like that. I like that too. No, I'll be like, no, like, I think my time is valuable. I'm looking for a serious relationship. If you're not if you're not up for it, then buy. Don't waste my time, you know? It's better to be direct in the very beginning because if you're not direct in the very beginning, in the long run, it's going to backfire at you. So. so essentially, communication is very, very important when you're in a relationship or when you're starting to, like, get to know someone. Just yeah. lay it out all in the beginning and That's true, that, should, that should be the smart thing to do. Do you think that being a host on, on Bygo has helped you in other aspects of your life? It has helped me in a way to network, support other hosts as well. And I think the thing about Bego, in order for you to earn income is you having that like good support, a good amount of people who would help you earn certain tiers, which is like beans. So beans is based on like, um, if people send you gifts, you earn more as a host. It's like, I think it's kind of like Twitch. Or like a subscription when it comes to that sense. But um, I think that's important. And when it comes to like me having a partner, knowing that I have that as a career on the side, they have to understand that it's my job. You know, it's not like, of course, if I wouldn't cross those boundaries and make them feel uncomfortable when I have someone who comes up on my stream who would try to flirt with me. But they know at the end of the day, they know like, oh, she's just doing her job. She's not really flirting with that person, you know? My partner needs to trust me. Mm. And so do you think that because you've been doing Baigo for like a, a good period of time now, right? Yeah. You've changed a lot as a person and it's like helped you grow in this in like different aspects besides just networking. Like, do you think that you, without Baigo, would have been as successful as you are now? So... With Beagle being an app where you have to socialize with people and, you know, gain network connections, um, I think it really helped me with my social skills when it comes to, you know, talking to certain people and also knowing the, the importance of building good relationships. Because if you are genuine towards your viewers, your friends on the app, you would get that back in return when you least expect it. Like... For example, like one time I was in an auction and people are crazy gift giving, right? And I, in my head, I'm like thinking, of course I was doubting myself and it was a working progress for myself. Like, okay, I need to stop doubting myself. I need to believe in myself that someone's gonna gift me during that auction, right? And yeah, I was surprised that I got so many supporters who gifted me a lot on that day. And I was like so shocked and, you know, and I think it's important that if people, give you like you know blessings right you have to give it back to them not in a way that it needs to be reciprocated but because you genuinely want to do it you know so you need to have like a sort of like relationship with yourself and with your actual viewers that it's like okay i'm giving them content that they can take home and you know take value from and you're able to give them that value and then that causes them to give you value back so it's almost like a circle right and you've yeah. built that community, you've built that rapport with them. 
And like, do you know who these viewers are? Like, for example, you do you recognize people's names? Like, do you have like a list of an Excel doc where you're like, this person came like 15 times the last week? I just recognize them and their like emoji. So if I see like a certain emoji and their name, I'll be like, oh, hey, um, hey, Eric, how's it going? Sam, how's it, you know, what have you been up to? Like, I can tell based on their emoji. If, if they come frequently to my streams, I can like right off the bat know that that person is that person. Mm, so you have super fans. Like these are like your super fans that are like always be there. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like especially the ones who gift me like crazy. I'm like, of course I have to make them feel like, you know, I appreciate them, right? So for example, um, I, oh yeah, great news guys. I earned half a million beans on Beagle and it's it's a what? big- yeah. Wait, so what, what does that mean to our listeners and viewers? Like, if you get a half a million beans, what does that equate to? It's, it's basically the amount that you're earning from the day you started Vigo. Yeah, and that's a lot. So, like, for me, I'm like, wow, I've been earning, and, you know, it's only been four months on the app. And, you know, it's an accomplishment for me, you know. Um, and it also goes by level, too. So from level zero, I'm now a level 39 on hey. the app. Yeah, and How- I will never forget the ones who I started from, like, from from zero, who are still my friends up to this time. Like, to this is there like an indefinite indefinite number of levels, or is there like a cap? There's a cap. There's, There's a cap. cap. I think the cap is a hundred, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people being level fifty, and it's insane. Like they earn like two million beans ever since they started the app. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. I think that just shows. Jill, go for it. So does that mean that when you hit level 100, you're like the Grandmaster Wizard and no one can, no one can mess with you? Yeah, you're just like the ultimate host? Actually, somebody like that. Um, one time he came by to my stream and I think his username is 2020 or something. They're like, Kat, do you know him? I'm like, no. Even, um, do you know Corey in the house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came by my stream. And he no said, way. And he said hi to me. I was like, Wait, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, I was so surprised. He's also on the app. And yeah, people were saying, yeah, yeah, oh my goodness. He rarely goes. Like he goes around people's streams. And he did like leave me like a heart emoji. And obviously I was fangirling. <laughs> you should definitely do like a collaboration with him. That would be pretty fun to watch. <laughs> Wait, yeah. That- interesting, yeah. Can, is there a way like besides like, I know you said you did like the auction. Is there other ways where you can kind of do like duets or can collab with different hosts at the same time? Oh yeah. So they're basically called um, PK events. So how it works is one family, you're like, you have your own family. So my family is Aura and my agency's big top agency. So mm-hmm. how it works is that Bigo schedules you with another opponent from another family and you do a PK together. So basically whoever wins the most gifts gets like, an what's, what's a, what's a PK? Um, it's like a, like a knockout. Like, I think that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. It's like a, I, I don't know how to explain, but it's called a PK of it. So basically you, this is you on this side. And then the other side is your opponent. And the way it works that whoever gets you the most, they get more points. Right. And it's equivalent to beans. Mm-hmm. Like they send you diamonds and it turns into beans and that's how you earn money on the app. And these beans and diamonds and these gifts, they have to be monetary, right? It's not like they can earn these by just being on the app. They have to like pay for these, right? Yeah. So they actually, um, there are supporters that do like recharge their diamonds and like in the app. 
with their own money because they genuinely just want to support people. And there are some hosts that whatever receivings they have, they can convert their beans to diamonds to send out to other people. Yeah. Joe, you should start going on Beagle, dude. You guys should do that. <laughs> if you guys want me to help you, you guys can earn good money. I'm not even joking. Pass the oh, yeah, come. no. I can't really Pass tell you my income. salary. I will tell you guys. I'll tell it's you fine. guys after we end this podcast. <laughs> she has the inside scoop, dude. Um, um, but there's a lot of things that like we've talked about today. So um, all in all, like what's like your the biggest lesson that you learned from, from Vigo though? Um, because I know you said social skills. I know you said that it's also like networking. But like mm -hmm. if you were to basically say to someone new, like, hey, if you join Bigo, you will have the biggest benefit of something. Like what's that biggest benefit to you? I think it's to meet different people. Because before I joined this app, my mind was like focused on my like my real life in my, in my physical world where I thought like oh these are the only people I'm gonna meet like you know people who don't like you know tennis if I like tennis or people who like hate food apparently okay people tease me for having um that me like having pizza with ketchup I don't know if it's weird but I like that <laughs> okay I've done that Really? I eat pizza with only ranch. I don't know about ketchup. I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I know people are hating on me when it comes to that. <laughs> that well, hate. haters are going to hate, so it's okay. Just ignore them. Ignore them. It's fine. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I don't know yeah, no. what the people saying, but I grew I up think that it way. Is. I think it is because I do it too. See? Gio, I've never seen you do it. You didn't do that with Jets stuff. pizza last week. I didn't do it just with the ranch, dude. <laughs> Um, but it's, man, it's, it's just weird, man, to think, to think that like so much is, so much has changed over the last like year. And like you started this like four months ago and you're already thriving. Um, what do you think was like the biggest thing that like caused you to thrive, uh, throughout the whole I process? My supporters. I think it's my supporters and the friends I've met on the app, because imagine like I met these amazing people, they have different personalities, they have different perspectives about life. And, you know, back then I used to think, oh, wow, um, for example, like, I'll give you guys an example, okay? People would go out of their way to, like, cheer you up. So I was having a bad day and I met my, I met a friend there on the app. I think I, I think I got my first Uber Eats from a friend on Beagle in November and he was like, you know, I really feel bad. So like, I'm going to send you some McDonald's. Like you wouldn't be surprised how people would just randomly send you Uber Eats. <laughs> like that type of like relationship, you know? And up to this day, I do get Uber Eats and I do send Uber Eats to other people as well, who are my friends. <laughs> also, do you, so do you give them like your real address then? Okay, so I only give out my address to people I actually trust, like 100% mm. trust that he, they're not sketchy. And so far, no problems or no nothing. Because I trust them enough that they wouldn't give my address or my personal number. Because I do get messages that, hey, I was wondering if I can, like, you know, send you a gift or, um, or like, um, how do I say this? They want to send me a gift or they want to know my number. Mm -hmm. I usually tell my viewers straight uh, directly and say, sorry, guys, I don't give out my personal number or my address to people. But when I have your number outside of the app, 
I give it, I think only three or four people know that, like where I live and my number. So, yeah. You have it all on wraps. Um, but yeah, we can wrap this up now. We've actually been at this for like over an hour now. Um, oh, nice. Any last words? Um, all I can say is you do you, be happy. And if you plan to get into social media, you're missing out. Like seriously, if you don't start now, you'll never know. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing right now. Just just take the jump and, you know, if you struggle and fail, just keep on hustling. Just keep on going for it. I think you're a perfect case, you know, example of that, you know, in terms of, you know, you started four months ago, you didn't know how it's going to be. And even though you're new to it, look where you are four months. So uh, I think for our listeners, I think you're a great representation, great example and role model. Thank you, Gio. I appreciate it. Of course. That's what family's for. Yes. And that's a wrap. (laughs) 